Oh, we're rolling. Action. <laughs> Is that how we start it now? I, you're the uh, the starting. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mark and Heidi, the Demilios. I'm Mark. And I'm Heidi. That's a lot again. How are you, Mark? I'm great, Heidi. How are you? I'm great. So a lot of things have been happening in our lives. All yes. fun stuff. Lots of good things. So I think we wanted to talk about family closeness. Like, I think a lot of people have said, so a couple of things I've heard. I've heard one is that. In regarding to what? Us. In regarding. And the show coming out and all that? No, that? just, yes, a little bit. I read something today. I think it was a tweet that someone said, our whole brand is being normal. Like being <laughs> Just I love that. Transparent. Hey, we're winning if that's it, because that's all we feel like we are. And I just think it's the fact that, like, I, I do think it has to do with the fact that this wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know how to show any side of us. And we just are kind of going through these things. And, and yes, we have a publicist and all that stuff. But I, we don't really, we kind of just go. With our gut. With our gut. And. I don't think it's a master plan. I just think I just think we go through these things and and I think that's why people like it because it's almost like they're imagining like, oh, this is what it would be like if my family went through yeah, this. Exactly. We, you know, because we're not over the top with and we do kind of take it all in stride and we do understand how ridiculously silly but also lucky we are and we're just kind of going through this thing wide-eyed and like oh wow we're here we're there and and i hope that i don't think you and i will change because i think being the age that we are we're Mm -hmm. setting our ways but i i hope the girls don't change too i feel like i don't know when you have something like in the whirlwind of this is just an example of dixie going to the met gala and you see the videos of hers, her on the carpet and all this stuff. But the backside of it was like the day of getting ready. And she was like, you know, chowing down on a steak and French fries and FaceTiming her friend from high school and like being just a kid or a 20 year old and like, all the normal things. She stubbed her toe. Like, just like, it was nothing glamorous about it. It And that's, I feel like, you know, saying for you to say, I hope they don't change. It's like, they are still so much of who they always were. There's just this other side to it. Like, then she gets this, you know, Valentino takes her and transforms her into this unbelievable vision on the carpet and it's like she can be that too and i i think i think everybody has different sides of them that you know i don't know it was just cool to see (laughs) it was just funny to see and in fact when i was sitting there when she was getting ready i was kind of like if people could just see this part of it (laughs) because it was kind of funny and just her being her like she's still herself and i think that's kind of all we know how to be yeah i think that's what that's what I hear all the time in meetings that we go that I'm either with Dixie or Charlie or you. We hear after we have the meeting, like, wow, they're so grounded. And it's I don't think we're trying to be grounded. Like, I don't think that's our our plan. Like people. I mean, what what do they expect us to be? It's still you're still living your same life as your mm-hmm. same as the same people we are together as us four. And I wouldn't know any other way now that doesn't mean i'm not 
protective and I don't go through the business side and, and some of the other things that I think could be a little bit scarier as it relates to Hollywood with op- with my eyes wide open. But I do think, yeah, when it reminded me Dixie getting ready at the Met Gala, although you were there all day, it's almost like reminded me of her getting ready for a prom or for mm-hmm. something so normal and you don't really I think we kind of just block out the magnitude of some of these things and just kind of focus on just the basic normal stuff like she's yeah. getting ready to go to an event as yeah, she's done she, before and it really it didn't hit her till right before she said I wasn't with her when she was in the car but she was like she literally felt the weight of it and how massive it was and how much of an honor it is to be invited and like all of that came like flooding in and she was from what um people that were in the car were saying was like whoa so we do you know although it's like it doesn't even seem real so she's not nervous all day but then obviously it hit her at the end right before she got on but yeah it is like a lot of i think if we were if any one of us were chasing this and this is like, we have it, we got to keep it, we got to be this way. Like, it was just happened. And yeah, like, so I think because of that is why it seems like we're just kind of people. I know I get this a lot. How are you guys normal? We're normal because we're, <laughs> we got this happened to us just being normal. So I feel like it's just more of that. Yeah, I think we, we definitely don't have any conversations about our image or if anything, we want people to see more of our normal life because I think that is, I think our normal life is positive and I think they don't get to see a lot of, especially with the show that came out, they don't get to see us goofing around as much. And Mm -hmm. I, I hope people get to see that side of us because we are, we deal with the same problems that a lot of other people deal with we have happiness sadness heartache all the things that everyone deals deals with but we also have an abundance of of fun and we always have so i think that's kind of the first thing i think we've always been a very close-knit family and i think this has brought us even more close than we we've ever been yeah i feel like the amount of time uh we spend with the girls is not normal for their ages and and it's almost like they'll be going somewhere and they'll ask us like are you guys going to be there because they want us to be there and i'm like oh do you not want to do you want us not to go or whatever they're like no no no. i wanted to make sure you were coming it'll be so much fun like yeah sometimes even their friends will like facetime us and be like are you guys coming tonight like no we're just hanging at home like can you guys come it's so much fun when you come (laughs) like what like just random a dinner or whatever so it's kind of funny but i know when we go Normally, I only feel comfortable going with you and like there was I missed Bryant's birthday party because you weren't there and I I didn't want to go with you. And the girls were Charlie FaceTimed me from his party like, Dad, why aren't you here? Yeah, she thought you were going. And I was like, yeah, "Ah." they were disappointed. I know. (laughs) And then we went to Chase's album release party the other night. And I honestly have so much fun with (laughs) with with all they're not kids they're most of them are young men but they're all they're all just so much fun i think they're surprised that even them that you're normal and you're like you but you're normal like you're normal dad but also you know like 
I don't know. I think just the business you're in, like, and you're savvy with and kind of in touch with what's going on, like uh, pop culture and, and I don't know, just everything like that. Just the, I, I don't know. I feel so I, when they say something like you actually know what they're talking about and you'll like add into that conversation. They're like, wait, what? How do you? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tough balance because you don't want to be the parent. Like I don't want to I never want to be the parent that's trying to be cool. But I also don't want to be the dad that's out of touch and is like, oh, that's. That's for my kids and I, I have my mm-hmm. own thing going on and mm-hmm. I think that's – I've always tried to balance that out with not embarrassing my daughters or overshadowing them in mm-hmm. any way but also staying in tune to what they're doing and, and I think we do a good job. You do a great job with that balance also. I think you're definitely a mom. I think the, our, the girls respect you and I don't think you've ever done anything that makes them – Oh, oh my God, my mom's on social media. So just, <laughs> it's, it's cool. Why do you think we're so close as a family? Just us four. The four of us? Are you talking before all this stuff happened with us or like before like the Overall, following just or? Either or. You start with whatever one you feel comfortable with. Um, so I think one thing... I'm just actually thinking of this right now, but that made us so close is the nature of what the girls were involved in as far as like sports, dance, whatever. Like when Dixie was doing BMX, it wasn't like, okay, she went to school, she stayed after school, she had practice and she came home. This was like, we had to travel. There were no tracks near us. Closer, The closest one was probably 45 minutes and then on the weekends, we traveled all over the country. So because of that, we were always together. And then Charlie, with competition dance, a lot of traveling. So we would go, and you're in hotel, and, you're, you know. So I feel like that, because of the nature of that, we were close. And then we made friends, like in BMX, the other families became like, so it was like their family and our family. We go to dinners and whatever, and the same thing with dance. So... I, I, I feel like that plays a little bit of that. And in those moments, you know, with Dixie, with BMX and like, dad, come with me to get my motos. Like not depending on you, but like, it's fun. Let's go get my moto. She was young. But and then for Charlie with me, like understanding I was a competition dancer. So I get, you know, OK, I have a quick change, blah, blah, blah. You know, obviously her studio was would take care of everything backstage, but she knew, like, she could text me, like, uh, you know, I ripped my toenail off during whatever dance. I need a Band-Aid or whatever, you know, so I'm, like, right there. I don't know. I feel like that played a big part in it. On us kind of leaning on each other to kind of – because you're not at home. You're not, like, you don't have the school nurse there or whatever. I don't know. I feel like that plays a big part in it. And then now I do think they had that base. And then now with all this that has happened, although we do work together a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit, I think um, just with so many people that are coming into our lives, the girls' lives, they realize really quickly that, they don't know everyone's intention. So they really lean on us. And I feel like we've gained their trust of guiding them. And so they, they get that. And they're like, let me just ask my mom and dad because <laughs> I don't know. You know, and uh, so they'll reach out and like, what do you think about this? They often 
call us or you know come over or whatever charlie's home and ask what do you i want to get your opinion on this i love that i love that because i think they know we're going to be honest we're not going to blow smoke up you know and we're going to tell them what we feel whether they like it or not we're not going to just tell them something to make them feel good and they'll either agree or disagree but i think they know they're in their gut that we're going to always steer them in the right direction and we always have their back. I think that's why we're kind of as close as we are. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, it part of it is being having parents or, that were divorced. I, My mom, I could depend on her, but she worked a lot. So she wasn't always there because she was just not that she wasn't there. She just, when she was working, physically. she couldn't be, she right. couldn't physically be there. And then my dad lived in, in, you know, most of the time, 60 miles away. So I always wanted to have this, although my family was very close, I always wanted to have this close knit family with a wife and kids and be involved in things that my dad wasn't involved in. And, but so that was early on. So I think there was definitely a part of me that made an effort to be close and to create a close-knit family. But as the girls got older, their personalities started to develop, even when I, <laughs> even at a young age, where I actually enjoy being with them. Like, mm. people don't understand how funny Charlie <laughs> is and how funny Dixie is and how much they, I think because Charlie's introverted, she doesn't express that as much as she does in the privacy of her own home. And Dixie's hilarious. Like they, so <laughs> I love hanging out with them almost to the point where Dixie sometimes will be at our house. She's like, all right, I'm going to go. And I'm like, like no, where are you going? Don't, don't go. go. Like we're, yeah. We'll be in like the midst of like a funny conversation. She's like, I got to go. No. Yeah. I think that's, that was a good point. We, we definitely early on did things as a group. And I think also what you were great at is you would say, we said, Early on, like the, our our kids are coming into our life, which means we're going to take care of them and do all the right things, but we're not going to give up our lives and our whole identity was going to be our children. And with that, they would come out to dinner with us. Mm -hmm. They would we, – we would do – things often together and I think that's part of but that was definitely you like where a lot of parents opt to get a babysitter or mm -hmm. hey we're going just gonna have parents <laughs> night out we had most of the stuff that we would do either during the day mm -hmm. on Saturdays and Sundays or or week weekday nights we always did we always did th things together and I think they got used to us, us going out being together. and being, being well, together. Uh, the funny thing was, um, so where we lived, there was a lot of kids, uh, like a, a little group of kids in the neighborhood, and but they were all staggered in age. And they would, because our kids were the younger ones, uh, they would come to our house. Because I, I didn't, they were little. I don't know. I didn't want them going to people's houses and I don't know. So they would come to our house and hang out. And I was fine with that. That way... The kids knew I was there, you know, and then, but all the other kids were, they were so great with them. And then it got to a point where the, uh, some of the older girls who were like middle school, high school, were like, can I be, like the girls would ask, hey, can she babysit us tonight? It was, I mean, this is a dream, right? You, uh, you always take them. It's, you know, and it wasn't easy when they were little, you know, they're little, they get, 
you know, can be chaotic at dinner, but it was like, it wasn't an option. They were coming. Then when they got old enough and they were like, wait, can so-and-so babysit me tonight? And the, and the kid was in it. And I'm like, well, let them ask their mom. And they would say, their mom would say, okay. And I'm like, okay. So all of a sudden we were asked if they, but your kids are asking, can we have a babysitter? This would be so much fun. So we'd set them up and they do, you know, you know, let's get a pizza or whatever and do all the things. And so, we, I don't know, it's this thing as a mom, and I know not everybody, but I th- I know I hear a lot of moms say this. It's like you're feeling guilty when you leave them behind, and it was just the best case scenario. Was you and I got to go out and have fun and have dinner or go do whatever, and they were having a blast. They asked for it. So it's not like we were leaving them, don't leave us, don't leave us. So it was like really, really nice, and it just happened naturally. So I think that was like a great kind of transition to them kind of like doing less with us, but not all the time. No, you know what? And then I think about how you say this all the time that early on, Charlie and I were, Oh my gosh. We're super, we're super close. Actually, we're always, we were always all really close. I think Dixie and Charlie probably had their times as siblings do that they bicker and argue, but, but there was a time that, Charlie and I used to were were attached at the hip, and then I think when she got, she called me Heidi for a really long time. Yes. It was like Charlie and Mark are over there, and Heidi is over in the corner. <laughs> like, don't bother us. I'm like, what is? When did this happen? Yeah, but then as soon as she started, you were. I was more involved on the bicycle BMX. For anyone who doesn't know, it stands for bicycle motocross, and it's like bicycle racing and and. That's what I did as a kid. So Dixie and I and the whole family bonded with that. And then Charlie and I just used to hang out. I think Charlie used to like to go get, even at a young age, I would take her to get coffee and I'd get her a donut and we'd ride around. And But then when she started to get into dance because you were a dancer, I think you guys bonded. And then mm-hmm. we all kind of, but through all that time. It was kind of always interchanging yes like you know they would there would be things where like we're gonna you know if we got i remember we got some appliance so we had a big box so we didn't see them for like three days because they were decorating and do the whole thing and then like then they're like you know dixie would be like dad can we go to the apple store or what you know and there would be mom can you take me to there were certain things they like like they knew i'd be totally into going like a trip to michael's to get arts and crafts or whatever. but as i think about it now there was rare very rarely except aside from I know I just said Charlie and I would go to Dunkin Donuts we were that, always together. <laughs> that was just like a 10 minute thing but even when you guys would go to Dunkin when you guys would go to Michael's yeah, or something you were like I want to go I, w- I definitely wanted wanted. and to then come. the whole um, what was it calligraphy situation where you and Charlie were going to be calligraphy artists for five minutes so you bought all the supplies yeah we've done that all we've done that all. Oh. I actually yeah we, we we definitely get on these these ideas yeah. and we want to do something. And, and then you hype each other up about it. Oh, yeah, and this will be cool. Let's get the, let's get all this 20-pack of colors. Oh, yeah, let's get those. And then let's get these giant papers. Like, that stuff is still sitting. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't think we're good? I mean, it lasted a, a good three days. I give it three days. It's hard to do calligraphy. I know, it's really hard. Shout out to all people who can write in calligraphy. Yes. It is very hard. It's about the angle to of John the pen. John Hancock. Yeah, and all his homies. That's, t- that's tough. Yeah. 
what do you think it takes to to be close in a family like is it is it more just natural or do you think well, you have to work at it i think you know all that being said about us doing things together all of us i that it wasn't like okay we're going to create a close knit family by doing all of these things right. doing all of those things together was just like that's how i grew up like i don't know we just were always together, so that's all I knew. You kind of do what you know, and it was, I knew it felt good. I knew it was great to be around my family. I knew I didn't want to be left with a babysitter. I knew I had friends that had babysitters, and that would make my stomach hurt thinking about it because I was, like, super shy and just wanted to be with my mom and dad. So I just did that. Um, but I, I guess if you're making conscious efforts, I don't know. I think it's a fine balance between giving them space but I don't know. I think fun. I think having fun is a part of it that kind of because life gets in the way and it's hectic and we got to get here and we got to get to practice and school and then this and that. Like the fun element. I don't know. It keeps them wanting to come back and like, oh, yeah, let's, remember when we did this? It was so much fun. Or thinking outside of the box and making a mess in the kitchen, baking a cake or doing all of the things like, you know, if they have an idea, even when they were little, like, um, and then you would be like, okay, yeah, let's go to Home Depot and we're going to do this and that and it'll be fun and cool. And they get they get excited about it. I don't know. I think bonding over random things sometimes is how you kind of build that closeness. I think I experienced the loss of friends at a young age, different, a few of my close friends. And I think that gave me, and then when my grandmother passed, it gave me an appreciation for life and how short it is and that p people that like and I know it sounds so cliche but that we're not guaranteed tomorrow and and I definitely live life to its fullest and the, and sometimes I beat myself up when I get in a rut or I'm just like I let the day slip away from me and and with something in my head and that's why I try to teach the girls all the time because they're, for them, they get negativity and beat up often, and I try to let them know that you forget about those those times mm -hmm. and you remember the, the fun times. And I know I did make an, an effort to always have fun, and the times that I didn't, I'm like, I'm just so – I get disappointed in myself when I let the, the normal stuff get in the way of um, – just having a good time and appreciating everything. And I, and well, I think you've noticed that well, with me. You've, yeah, you're so great about that. And you've taught me a lot because it's my nature to be more like routine and do all the things and like, okay, we got to get this done. We got to do this, make sure. And, and not leaving time to like throw it all out the window and just have a good time and appreciate your life right now. And you've pushed me, not pushed me, but by example, show me how important that is and like to have those fun moments where you just like throw the schedule out the window. Let's just have fun. I think something for me that was hard and I've definitely gotten better What is um, I almost got like it's those like middle school years. Right. So because we were close, they would tell me a lot of things and I would get too invested and I think that was a big mistake and a regret I have. I you Middle school is hard. So you want them to come to you. I, I should have been just more of a listening board and more of like building them up than 
trying to help them navigate with this person and that person. I think that was not good as a parent for me. And um, I've learned a lot from that. And I, you know, I let them come to me and we talk about it, but I don't go down that roller coaster of this person said this and this and that and this and they said this. And I just try to, okay, well, what you can't control other people. So how can how can I help you get through this time? And how can I help you grow through this moment? Because um, getting on that roller coaster with them, because middle school years is a roller coaster, was not good for them or for me as a parent. And, you know, once I realized that and through my mistakes, then I never did it again. I'm also very good at like when I realize something positive or negative that I want to change in my life, I do it immediately. Like I, I yeah. don't ponder it and this and that. I'm like immediate change. And so I, and I think they know that. And when I learn and even now, sometimes they'll tell me, you know, mom, whatever. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that. And I and I make a change. I'm not perfect. And sometimes I slip up, but I do immediately like I got it and I'm going to move forward differently. So I think back to how we've learned to parent and, and understand that your experience and your kids' experience are different and you can't always, like even if I gave them advice, I remember vividly what middle school was like, what high school was like, but my experience during that time, if I gave them advice, would be to as I was navigating, I can't, they're mm-hmm. in their own position. Yeah, but what I will tell them and what I do agree with is that overall for the majority of people, life is incredible and it gets better. And I think people, I read something that when I said to Dixie in the show, I promise you it will get better. Mm -hmm. All that meant is that we have these times in our lives that seem devastating and they are at the time, but overall life is really good. And when you look at, when you go back and look at those times where I look at my times of middle school, I'm sure there was tons of heartbreak and, Mm -hmm. and, times I was really scared and in high school, but I've been able to look at those times now and be like, wow, high school was awesome. Mm-hmm. College was awesome. My first job was awesome, but that's not reality. It was not 100% awesome. But I think if you look back, you will think that you won't focus on the negative. At least I don't. And mm-hmm. and this experience when Dixie was in the room and she was distraught about the Vogue video when I said to her, it's going to get better, I just meant that she's going to look back at this and the whole body of work of this time in her life is going to be looked upon as being positive. Yeah. And, I, and fast forward, Vogue invited her to the Met. And yes. So, <laughs> well, I had that <laughs> that um, aged gracefully. So. Yeah, I, th- I, think that, I think you're right. And I think the fact that we've learned how to navigate parenting, I think has helped bring us closer. And I also think we, to the girls admit when we make yes. mistakes yeah. and, and, and they know that we're, we're human and, and we, we do our best to do what's right. But yeah, because I mean, when they make mistakes and we, and this kind of has always been the way is it's always up for a conversation, no matter how big the mistake was, just come to us Let's talk it through. And, you know, that's how you grow. But the same goes for us with them. And they know that. So they come, you know, although they come to us with their own stuff, they come to us with stuff that they're like, you know, or or we realize that, you know what, I could have handled that differently. And so it's a nice. 
and what I would say to the to the kids out there is is let your parents know every once in a while when they're when they're doing a good job. I mean, Charlie yes. <laughs> just came to us the other other day and was just like, "Hey, I just want you guys to know I appreciate all you do for me." And I think you know we say this all the time. There's no there's no playbook to be a parent, and most parents do the best that they can. And and I think as they're trying to get closer to, to you, I think it will do you a service in your relationship with your parents if you just give them a just appreciation. A, a little just bit. A, just, just a little give us bit. something. Just a little something. <laughs> good job, mom. Good job, dad. Because good. I think kids think that parents are so different. Like they're they're still human beings. And I guarantee you they've cried more tears about you and your their love for you than you'd ever know. So you're probably a, more, a lot more alike than different. That is an interesting topic just because when you grow up, you, you all of a sudden have this life where you're in control. Yes, you may have a boss, you may have a job, but for the most part, you make all these decisions in your life. And having a child is so hard because you take your heart <laughs> and you yeah. put it in the hands of of someone whose brain's not de- fully developed and they're just <laughs> making all these decisions and it's the hardest thing especially for someone like me who's definitely likes to be in control not of other people just of my own life like mm-hmm. I don't like to be out of control of my own life and when you have kids, you are totally out of control of your own <laughs> life because you can be ready to do something fun with your wife on a Friday night and all of a sudden your kid has – they're not doing well. And now you're not doing well. It's the oh, only yeah. thing like you that. You feel it. You feel it. Like, oh, it hurts your and heart. marriage is like that to an extent, but you can have a conversation with an, with an adult and work through mm-hmm. it and figure it out. It's – no one and no one tells you that. That's the mm-hmm. one thing about I would tell people that are going to have a child is get ready to be out of control of your own emotions and your own heart, and you're you'll get your heart broken left and right, and not not purposely, just right. feeling their pain as they go mm-hmm. through it is heart wrenching for a parent. Yeah, yeah, and it. Sorry to say, it doesn't get easier as they get older. <laughs> It doesn't. And you just, you keep, at some point, I'm sure it will get less and less, but we're Mm -hmm. still, you never stop parenting. Yeah. I I think even, you know, my mom who looks at me as being done a good job, she'll still say, be careful or don't forget this. Mm -hmm. And I think it just, I think the parenting just looks a little bit different. It's more like. And I've said this before, it's more like consulting because oh, Dixie's 20. She lives on her own. She makes her own money. She pays her own bills. So I can't really go to her and say, you know, listen, I need you to get up and make your bed every morning by 8 o'clock. She's going to be like, okay, crazy lady, get out of my apartment. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I can't parent in that way. But, you know, we can have a conversation about you know, if she if she comes to me and is like, oh, I just can't get on a routine, I would say, you know, something that I've done was I try to get up at the same t- time every day and let, get a routine. And then the rest of your day will follow. You know, that's consulting, in my opinion. It's different than parenting and saying, like, I need you to do this. Like, How it many just times do you work. think it takes to tell Dixie or Charlie something before it becomes a habit? 
<sighs> How many times? Oh my gosh! Like, probably a hundred. Right? At least. At least. They they're getting. That it still takes a hundred, but they'll finally do it, and then they're like, "Whoa, you were right." Why didn't I do this before? I'm like, oh, do you know how many times, and I'm not patting myself on the back, but I will a little bit, how many times we've been in meetings with executives, presidents of companies, and they say something, and the the girls look at me and like, my dad says that. And I'm like, but yeah, it doesn't. I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah, there was something the other day, and, and we were in a meeting, and this guy said word for word, and Charlie looked at me and was like, and I was like, looked at her in a way of like, <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. Wait, what about what else is besides? That's great. But also, when we're in meetings and you hear our girls, we hear our kids say things that we've said to them a hundred times, yes. and it, and and they're like saying it as if as if they we're it was their at idea, it, yeah. like. Oh, yes, no. but like we're lo- you and I are looking at each other like, wait, they really were listening after those hundred like times. Dixie's I said like, that. you know, I get up at eight a.m. every yeah, day. Yeah, no, she's I think not consistency saying. is. The- <laughs> well, we're not there yet, but other things, yeah, and it, it's just interesting to hear them, uh, us, things that we say come out of their mouths and really, like, truly feel that way and believe it because they, they just history, like it consistency and all of that it it just does kind of work out but pretty funny so what do you think the formula is Rich, sum this whole thing up the formula for <laughs> oh, yeah, there is not family. enough not enough <laughs> podcast time in the world for that okay. i feel like just when you fe- think you got it figured out from the day they're born the second you feel like you got it figured out, it changes. You feel like, oh, I got this. Then the teeth come in. And then you feel like, I got this. And now they're trying to walk and falling and bumping heads. It's just like constant. All right. I'm going to sum it up. Ready? Go. Okay. Well, you obviously need obviously need love. So mm-hmm. that's, an, that's obvious. Okay. I think you need to be supportive mm-hmm. but not overbearing. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yes. I think you need to be there to listen, mm-hmm. right? I think you need to lead by example. And I think you need to have fun and appreciate life. And I think your kids will appreciate life also. And, and don't sweat the small things. Love that. How about you? I would say, yes, I agree with all of that. I I do feel like, Kids need parents. I'm. I love. I love the girls. Obviously, more than anything, I love hanging out with them. I think they're cool people, and they have a lot to say, and we have great conversations. But they have friends, and I, I, as much as we hang out and do a lot of things together, we're still their parents. Like there's uh, respect. And the respect goes both ways. I respect them as my kids, and they respect us as their parents. But you know. Again, we're if they come to us with something, we're gonna tell them the truth. We're not if, if if we were their friend, we'd be like, oh yeah, no, that's cool. You should totally do that. No, you shouldn't do that because having life experience, I know this anyway. So I think that's like super important. And I think just to what we were saying before about remember yourself at their age. 
you just want to like have fun. And I mean, obviously you have to do all the things you have to do in your kid life, go to school and do all the stuff. But like to have your parent want to have just fun, no agenda, no anything. I think that will take you a long way in your wow. in your family relationships. Those are words of wisdom. And this is not only good, hopefully some people get something out of this, but we're just kind of talking yeah. and freestyling and, and having a little bit of a conversation, which in my head I think is going to help me yeah. be a better parent and a better husband. And I agree for myself also. Cool. Well, this is really fun, Hyde. Thanks for spending this time <laughs> with me. I appreciate you joining my show. <laughs> Thank you. You've been my special thank you. guest. For thank you so much for many having episodes. me. I'm the recurring guest in this show. Thank you. So I've much. asked other people. No one wants to come. Aww, so it's just me and you, lady. I'm fine with it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Mark and Heidi, the other Demilio's. I am Mark. You can follow me at Mark Demilio on various social platforms. And I'm at Heidi Demilio. If you want to follow me on any socials, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Have a great day. Mark and Heidi, the other D'Amelios, comes to you from Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. You can listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.